What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 144 if my memory serves me right because this is another episode where I have not made a single note in my notebook as a result I have no clue which episode number this is but if if my memory serves me right it is 144 in case you are wondering why yesterday I did not upload anything that's because I thought I'd wait it out just to see how the global markets are uh you know since today was of course a trading holiday for the indian markets perhaps the global markets will give us some context or some sort of idea where we can expect tomorrow to go and right now uh, i'm i'm very glad that i did that because the scenario yesterday what i had have talked about yesterday and what i can talk about today is just completely different because you know it's it's changed a lot let's just let's let's just keep it at that uh before we sort of dwell into it further so uh make sure that you're listening to this episode and the rest of the episodes if you choose to listen to them at a speed you are comfortable at i personally prefer 2x uh but make sure that you know it's not too slow otherwise you will you'll probably just fall asleep because this is very common happens uh the topic is not the most interesting and gripping I try to but uh, it's just not possible uh, at times so you know make sure that it's that that the pace is up so you don't you don't feel sleepy or attentive throughout uh and yeah let's get started in terms of our standard FIDI opening we are looking at minus 6595 crore selling for FIs and 4974 uh crore buying for di so once again the fi's are on the selling side the di's are on the buying side so uh that's very interesting to see again because it's it's very odd to see why this has been consistently happen consistently happening for what i think is almost 2 weeks now so it's probably uh you know they're just averaging their positions out whereas the uh fi's are just pulling in pulling out money from the markets or something or they are possibly getting into shorts so really don't know what's happening here but this is what we are seeing as far as the adr ratio uh, rather the adr because it's the ad ratio as far as the ad ratio for the market wide exchange wide uh, you know thing is concerned we're looking at it as 0.16 so we had 262 gainers and 1690 losers someone's shouting out on the road i don't know if you can hear it but if you do then apologies for uh, how how infantile their behavior is but i'll just try to ignore it and 102 unchanged stocks so typically i also look at the unchanged stocks because it sort of helps us give some direction and some context to where even the you know the stocks which don't tend to move that much might have moved so the lowest i think i've seen this go is around 23 or so last week now it's at 102 which is still on the lower side it's it's not as high as it sounds so i'll just clarify that as far as 
most of the indices are concerned again we'll we'll get more in-depth into it in a bit but the broad market index uh, indices all of them were in the red except for india vix i think india vix was uh, at its highest today uh, well on monday i believe at 36 or so was the highest that i'd seen again i might be wrong uh, but 36 or so is the highest that i'd seen or possibly 32 33 can't quite remember uh, but very high vix as far as the sectoral indices are concerned, very, very poor performance again. We're looking at metal being the worst performer, followed by media looks like, and then PSU banks, then IT. So that's what we're looking at. Private banks also not doing particularly well. And as always, we're seeing a very, very strong uh, change in the fixed income indices. So again, that inverse relationship is being followed right now which is again very standard you know it's a debt instrument at the end of the day fixed income versus equity is gonna there's gonna be that distinction so really nothing out of the ordinary there and you know we we are also spoken about the 52 week highs and the 52 week lows so in the 52 week highs we're seeing repeats because we're seeing uh, Pyrolite Industries again, once again on this list. We're seeing Suvent Pharmaceuticals again on this list. We're seeing DV's Labs again on this list, and on the 52-week low again, very similar because a lot of these stocks have just not recovered. We're looking at ABB, Adani Ports, and just literally endless stocks that I can see. I could literally fill the entire episode with these stocks, so I, I'll just skip it. What you need to know is that Nifty right now appears to be at its 52-week low. So that's something you need to consider as well. Uh, because, of course, it is definitely not a good sign. In fact, 16 securities hit their 52-week high, including gold and including the ETFs. And 663 uh, securities hit their 52-week low. Just to put things into context, that is what we are looking at. As far as bulk deals are concerned, we're once again looking at Eibel, Idea, uh, Yes Bank in this list. And they've been there since, like, I think it was there last week as well. So we're seeing them included in this list again. And as far as the block deals are concerned, SMS Pharma, not really sure what that is, but the date is 6th March on that one, so on Friday. And the short selling, we've got Indigo, uh, PowerGrid, ONGC, and such. So... Uh, these shorts were initiated on 2nd March, and I think that uh, since 2nd March, all of these five uh, short positions have, have possibly turned profitable for the sh people who opened these. That's a good sign. And yeah, that's what we're seeing market-wide. Let's move on to the indices now. So Nifty, as I said, is closing at... Uh, it's 52-week low, if not, like, around it's 52-week low, if not, definitely it's 52-week low, because it really isn't giving me, you know, that, that proper sign. I think it is at its 52-week low. Uh, but yeah, either way, it's at a very, very low level, uh, is, is the main thing that we need to know uh, right now. And it's at 10,451 closing. It's down 538 points from its previous close. And that, that roughly equates to 4.9%. So really not a good sign. But when we compare it to the, you know, the global markets or even our India's Sensex, it, it fared far better, I feel. 
um, you know, especially when you think about uh, NASDAQ going into lower circuit or, yeah, I think it was NASDAQ which went into lower circuit. Uh, we had, um, you know, FTSE going around 7-8% in the red. Uh, we had some Asian indices going double digits in the red, which is just wild if you think about it. Um, so it's it's a very, it's, it's pretty much like a whitewash of sorts because every single thing that you can think of was down. Yet Nifty at minus 4.9% held its ground reasonably well. Again, it's it's very hard to use the term positive here because, you know, it really isn't positive if you think about it. But uh, it held its ground reasonably well, so I'll just I'll just give it that, and uh, that's what that that's that that's pretty important I feel. As far as the components of Nifty are concerned, we're looking at Yes Bank, uh, you know the stock which was 82% down on Friday, it's up 32% now, so it's at 21 rupees closing, uh, and again it's it's at that price where even if you want to get into it, it's it's extremely cheap. You you can buy um, you know, 10 shares for the cost of, or for the less than the cost of a coffee these days. So, you know, if, if it does end up doing very well in the future, then you've got that extra bonus. If it does not do well, then you just lose one coffee. So that's my take on investing or, you know, buying these stocks. It's not a, it's not a safe bet, of course, but it's the amount that you stand to lose is really not that much. Same thing with Tata Motors. Tata Motors, in fact, at 104 rupees, I've always said that Tata Motors is a brilliant company, in my opinion, because they just have so much off potential, and uh, I just don't see the market pricing that potential in, uh, which is why at 104 rupees, I think it's a good, it's a good price. Uh, but again, not an investment recommendation by any means, because I legally cannot do that. As far as Bank Nifty is concerned, we're looking at it closing at 26,462.6. It's down 1,338 points or 4.82%. So very similar to what we saw with Nifty. And, uh, you know, we're looking at just one advance and 11 declines. Of course, that one advance, no prizes uh, for guessing is Yes Bank. So again, as, as we literally just spoke about it. And the rest of them, very, very poor performance. And Dustin Bank below 1,000 rupees now at 889. And all things considered, really not a good day for banks either. So that's what we're seeing as far as, you know, the indices, like on the face of it is concerned, as far as their moves. So intraday, we saw them falling quite a bit. Three or four failed recoveries uh, during the day. Regardless of which chart you look at, that is what uh, we saw. And then in the second half of the day, uh, after 1 p.m. or so, more like 1.30 p.m. if you, uh, you know, would have waited for a decisive signal, we saw it gradually going up and then it sort of, uh, you know, just, just went up. So the, the graph of it recovering is really not that linear, but it's definitely more linear than how, how fast and how suddenly it fell. So... That's what we are seeing on the intraday uh, side. Again, very similar moves. So Bank Nifty and Nifty, um, Reliance and HDFC and such. Again, big price movers for this day. In fact, I would say that Yes Bank is one stock which really helped uh, you know, Nifty and Bank Nifty hold its ground because you could just see that, hey, it's, go it's going down, but then Yes Bank is just pulling it very, very well. 
so that's my take on <clears throat> you know how the price is moved intraday as far as where it's placed on the daily chart is concerned we need to understand that all of the levels that we've spoken about earlier all of the levels that we've seen earlier pretty much go for a toss if you think about it i mean sure we've got cips we, we might have retracement levels and we, we might have a whole host of other indicators which will say that there's a recovery but we saw consolidation and some very bullish candles last week clearly that did not work out on thursday itself i said that looks like it might just consolidate at that area friday i was proven wrong massively friday you know over the weekend i said that the candle looks good if it wants to go up it still can uh, but you know really can't say and it went down on monday so it always has those supports it's just that you know it it if it wants if it has that positive sentiment it'll take that support if it does not have that positive sentiment if the people are just panic selling and exiting their positions and very bearish in general uh, because of you know coronavirus cases increasing because of crude of course which went down massively and if all those factors are going to continue then of course we are going to see some panic whether it's justified or not is another question completely when we're talking about market sentiment if you want to understand it well you don't really have to think and rack your brain about whether it's justified or not if the market is feeling a certain uh, paranoia then it's happening it's it's not an opinion whether it's happening or not it is a fact that it's happening so i would personally not get into that debate of whether uh, this this you know uh, this entire panic is justified or not because what matters is that that panic is happening regardless of whether it's justified or not so i'd rather just keep my focus on that because i see a lot of people talking about that and while it's very important to ease the pressure that is not something you and me can do that's something uh, that the authorities and the nation's leaders have to do uh, which is kind of disappointing that was not done on monday i was personally expecting some sort of a statement or something uh, or possibly hoping rather than expecting because that would have given people a lot more confidence in what we're seeing right now however that was not the case so yeah that's what that's what we're seeing nifty bank nifty again very similar the point of talking about supports and resistances becomes sort of useless because again we really don't know where it'll move but if you still want to know bank nifty right now is possibly at its strongest support that it has seen yet at 26650 to 26500 the closing price of course is below that it's around 100 200 points below that support uh, but it's still within that margin of error i would consider so again if it wants to go up it has the chance if it does not want to go up then nothing is going to stop it uh, because in these past few days i've seen the number of buyers increasing but still the market is just going up so people are possibly willing to buy but only at lower levels possibly because they want to uh, look at this as an opportunity to just enter into positions at lower levels which is again very understandable if you think about it. it's 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 just how things move and now coming to why i actually waited this long uh, this long means 24 hours to record this and upload this is the global market so yesterday we were seeing very similar things you know mid single figure uh, negative moves like five percent eight percent really not a good day but now we're seeing 
pretty much all the indices in the green of course nifty is not going to be here because it was a, mo a market holiday today but sgx nifty is here it's down 0.144 uh, it's down 1.44 percent right now 151 points at 10,363 so that's there it's not that bad uh, however we're looking at some indices such as the shanghai composite which is at 1.82 percent up we're looking at nasdaq at 1.9 percent up FTSE is relatively stable ish flat ish at 0.39 percent up but it is a positive day which which is really what matters a lot when you just think about how negative things have been so that's something i would personally consider uh you know when i'm thinking about where tomorrow might move crude is of course down uh right now what it's showing me right now so again uh, mixed overall but still far far more positive than what we've seen uh, in the past in fact a quick look here shows the ADRs also doing very well uh, so Dr. Reddy, HDFC Bank, ICICI Bank, Infosys, Tamo, Wipro all these ADRs are also in the green so uh, again those indicators do point towards a possible positive day tomorrow but uh, it's it's really not going to be concrete enough to actually count on it or to actually enter into you know massive longs at the start of the day because no one has seen uh, how the day will progress so that's my take on that and let's move to my trades so initially going by the reversal signs uh, i thought of just getting into calls but literally at the start of the day i thought i'd get into a put so you know had i gotten into it had i bought that put i would have been up 300 or 400 points which is just wild if you think about it but the reason why i did not do that is because i'm generally too hesitant getting into short positions and i was thinking about the reason and the reason that i thought and the reason that i sort of came upon is whenever the market is going up when it's making very very nice highs i'm hesitant about going into a long position whenever it's going down properly i'm hesitant about going into a short position and the reason for that i assume is because i just feel that you know what if the current prices are undervalued or overvalued regard like depending on which side i'm on so possibly that is making me hesitant about entering into you know within the trend like with the trend positions rather than doing more of contra trend stuff which i'm doing uh but yeah i mean overall you know because the market has been so uh, nice in the way that it ends up recovering even partially uh after you know some part of the day i've been able to do reasonably well in the sense that the day was almost at break even if not at break even which is a good sign so those calls uh, really helped a lot again just one lot at a time not more than one lot but one lot at different times uh, i did do some sort of you know quick scalping also um, but that was more because it was giving me money but then i thought that you know let let me see if it's giving uh, more money than once it was sort of retracing a bit i exited it again in the green but still lesser than what it was giving me so that was my overall principle and then towards the end of the day you know i was i was uh, in a good position and in a good call position and uh, the market was going up gradually slowly doing doing reasonably well 
So once it sort of hit its peak of sorts, once it was showing visible signs of resistance, I was like, okay, time to accept profits, uh, time to get out. And because of that, I was able to at least roughly break even, if not actually break even, like if not dot break even, roughly break even. So those are my trades uh, for the day. Again, I exited a few equity positions as well to get those, uh, you know, get those funds free for trading because the option premium for ITM options was massive uh, due to all of this volatility and because of the massive drop that we saw. So, you know, 100, 200 rupee, not one, not 100 rupee option, but 200 rupee option, 250 rupee option, all those things were the norm. Again, that's that's very standard for uh, bank nifty, but it's not standard for nifty, which is what I was trading. Uh, I also ended up doing bank nifty because I was short on funds at a time. Uh, you know, I exited a position, I wanted to re-enter it, but the price had already jumped. So I got into a bank nifty instead and you know, the lot size is lower and comparatively the prices are uh, a bit lower as well. So I got into that uh, again, ended up making a reasonable amount of money considering the kind of markets that we're seeing. And uh, yeah, that was it for the day. And, uh, you know, the way the option prices were moving, uh, it, it is very similar to what, we, what we've been seeing that, you know, when the prices go down, the option corrects by a lot and when the prices actually recover, the, the option price does not recover by that much. However, this time I saw something completely different because I saw the option prices going down, but then I, I saw, sorry, I saw the underlying prices going down, but the option prices were not moving at all. As a result, even though the spot was down a fair bit, my option was relatively there, like five rupees here and there, which is a very, very good deal. Of course, that ended up failing because the market fell sharply later. Uh, but it was very, very refreshing to see that happen, you know, being on the positive side of the mispricing. So that is one uh, very interesting observation that I had. Another very interesting observation that I had was uh, was that during the day, I think it was a 10,600 call, uh, the option price was at 120 if i remember correctly and literally within one tick it dropped to 76 as a result my mtm uh, loss just inflated by four times four and a half times and i was i was just i was stunned because this is the first time it's happened this quick and the spot had not moved at all so i let it i gave it a few seconds and then it went it came back up so i don't know what had happened but if someone bought at that level then they would have just made an absolute killing because literally within a few ticks you've made more than what anyone can make literally during the entire day more points 50 points on that within a, just a few ticks and i'm sure that there must be some error or some some very funny business happening but it was exciting to see that nonetheless yeah so that's what i saw let's move to my lesson so I was thinking about what lesson to add here. And uh, then I remembered that a lot of people are confused about when to exit the position, when to actually accept loss. So I would actually, uh, you know, it, I think it would be better to just talk about how I trade such days rather than giving you a very theoretical sort of lesson on it. 
So how I actually trade these is when I see signs of support, you know, it can be anything, either a, either an indicator or just the candle movements. When I see signs of support, I would go long. And when I see signs of resistances, I would go short. It really is that simple. And the reason why I wanted to say this, despite it being so simple, and this really is what I use. I'm not just saying that uh, like a lot of other people, which will give you very bullshit simple tactics but they'll actually use something much fancy this is literally what i use like no kidding and the the reason why i want to talk about this uh talk about this is because it is made so unnecessarily complicated that you need to have a very fancy system entry exit system to make money that really isn't the case ultimately the rules of the game are you know buy at supports sell at resistances and that is exactly what i do uh, or well i try to do anyway we never know if it's a support until it actually takes a support so you can either enter once it takes a support or you can enter when it is about to take support uh, depending on how your risk appetite is as far as your stops are concerned again your risk appetite completely but in such markets um, if you if you are very aggressive with your stops you'll also have to be very aggressive with your re-entries as a result, you might end up losing quite a bit on transaction costs and, uh, you know, just the just the difference that happens when you re-enter and sell. Rather than that, you can just hold on to it, have a slightly broader stop loss and then see if your view is proper. Then a 10-20 point stop loss is possibly very, very normal, uh, if not very conservative, in my opinion on this. And as far as taking your profits are concerned, if you are feeling the itch, if you're feeling it, just no, if you're just not feeling comfortable with uh, how the prices are moving, then exit. It's not worth, uh, you know, getting tensed over. Uh, at the same time, if you just want to experience it, possibly get into two lots and then exit one, or hold on to that lot. Keep a mental stop loss that hey, if it if it's uh, right now if it's giving me 20 points, if it goes down to 10 points and I'll exit. Keep something like that and then you can exit it. So uh, that's that's pretty much exactly what I do it's it's not rocket science at least from what I've understood and uh, for the most part this has worked reasonably well for me because it's helped me recover uh, you know the intraday losses very very uh, you know dare I say easily because things things do not look good uh, at the first half of the day and then when I actually get in the groove and adopt these things it, it sort of happens on its own and you know, just be confident about it. The reason, again, the reason why I want to talk about this, uh, talk about this, is because so many people were, you know, very confused about this. Uh, and when I say so many people, I'm talking about at least like three, four people that I saw. Uh, and uh, I just thought I, I could possibly share my views and opinions on this. Again, not investment advice at all. Otherwise, I'm going to jail um, because this, this isn't. So I won't go to jail. Uh, but anyway. Uh, jokes about that was it for this episode i know it's a bit late but i just want to wait till those global markets were up and then of course my procrastination played a bit uh but anyway that was it for this one happy trading tomorrow see you the next